Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now broadcasting to you live from the dank, dark basement of James Street Pub in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, we bring to you Adventure in Your Ear! Starring the Tasty Tater Nut Players! Brought to you by Adipal's Bakeries and their assortment of delightful products such as Bubbly Brown, Pamper Mousse, and Deep Fried Tasty Tater Nugs. Tasty Tater Nugs, now with 2% less carcinogens. You can literally taste the intended flavor. And now, an announcement from our sponsor. Tonight, only, Adipal's Bakeries has provided James Street Pub with Bubbly Brown. On sale now at the bar for just $5.75 after tax. Just see our lovely server, Maddie. And remember, Maddie, please wear appropriate hand and eye protection while serving. What is Bubbly Brown, you ask? Don't. It's none of your damned business. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up again for your tasty Tater Nug players. <laughs> and now for our next story of the evening. Extabular. An Arthurian tale of woe. In the dark days of Britain, long ago, in a time of heroes, magic, and dragons, one boy would rise above the warring nation, bring it together under one banner, and rule as the one true king. He is Arthur, and he's a bit of a git. Oh, Arthur, woe, Arthur, woe. My name is... Arthur, I'm not who they think I'm just a poor peasant I'm dirty and stink Some naked lady gave me a sword Said I was destined to be Britain's lord Arthur, woe, Arthur, woe I had a vision of some bonny lass My thoughts were quite moving and possibly crass Someday I might find her and make her my wife I'm off to adventure with my giant knife Arthur, whoa, Arthur, whoa. Chapter 2. Our story continues as young Arthur scampers home, the sword Excalibur in his hand. His thoughts are filled with his future kingdom and, and the promise of totally getting laid. I cannot believe that I shall soon be performing the coitus! But as Arthur nears his home... His thoughts turned to his judgmental mother. Oh dear, how am I to explain all of this to mother? <clears throat> mother, I saw a naked lady. I'm sorry, but she named me the King of Britain. I'm still not sure what that is, but apparently I am king of it. Oh, that will never do. <clears throat> mother, I have come to say farewell. The lady in the water has bestowed upon me the sword Excalibur. I am to be the one true king and unite the lands. So I'm off to adventure and claim my rights as the one true king. Oh, and I traded Yakmina for three magic beans. That's the gist of it, and I'll hear none of your belittlement. Oh dear, she's going to kill me. Probably, but who in the blazes are you talking to? Mother, why are you creeping about these woods like some creepy bean man? I, 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 I don't even know how to answer that. You're standing in the middle of our living room. You just came walking in, gibbering to yourself about swords and beans. You almost stepped on Murica's soil. I should take this time to explain that Murica is a domesticated chicken. 
and Arthur's mother's companion animal, whom she addresses and adores more than her son. But I digress. It is only then that our clueless git of a hero realizes he is indeed standing in the tiny shack that Arthur and his mother call home. Look! You tracked dirt in all over the floor! It is a dirt floor. Ugh, no, it's a dirt floor covered in pine needles and acorns. I work really hard to keep it that way. They both trickled down just through our tattered thatch roof, though. Yes, yes, that's how it works. The pine needles fall from the pine thatches. The acorns drop from the old acorn tree and fall through the spaces left in the thatches. And then we are left with a bounty here at the bottom. It's simple trickle-down acornomics. Mother, trickle-down acornomics never work. Bollocks to that! The proof's in the acorns. All those acorns are rotten and moldy. All I hear is a whiny ingrate. Now what's this about a sword? Behold, Mother, the sword Excalibur. You named it? What in the blazes kind of name is Excabular? Excalibur, Mother. The lady in the water bestowed it upon me. Well, I hope she washed it first. No, no, she gave it to me. Uh, why would a bathing lady give you a sword? I told you, she named me king. Right, bathing women are always handing out kingdoms and swords. She probably tried to stab you for spying on her, you randy little pervert. I never. Well, not so much. She truly was the most beautiful woman that I had ever laid eyes upon. More beautiful than your own mother. Oh, please don't make this weird. And with that, Arthur's mother disrobes abruptly, revealing her, um... Oh, dear. Her her beauty. Uh, Are you telling me she's more beautiful than this? Mother, please. Come on, take it all in. This is what... This is what a real woman looks like. Why must you try to win every argument with nudity? Uh, Let me see this big knife of yours. Arthur's mother inspects the sword suspiciously. She checks the heft and weight of it in her hand. It feels like it's been forged specifically for a nine-year-old girl. Uh, What's it say here on the side of the blade? Hmm, made in China, I bet. It says Excalibur in Helvetica Bold. Looks more like liberation... It looks more like Liberation Sans. How do you know what it says? You can't read. I told you the lady in the water told me its name when she bestowed it upon me. Don't use big words. You just sound... Like a king. Like a twat. I am your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. (sighs) I vote I knock you upside your head with the big knife of yours. Might put a bloody bit of sense back in that noggin of yours. You would not dare strike your king? Watch me! And with that, Arthur's mother strikes our poor git of a hero's brow with the flat side of the sword Excalibur. Ow! And again. Ouch! Quit it! And again. Mother, please! And again. Ow! Here! I will give you a crown! And thrice more. All hail the concussion king! Mother, please! I've had it with all this nonsense. Now give me the money you got from the market. I imagine you could not possibly have screwed up the sale of a yak too badly. Then it's off to your chores. About that, I, uh, I did sell yak, Mina. Well, hand it over. 
Um, I should explain first. Just give it. Uh, but you should really know... Just hand it over! Oh, fine. Arthur places three beans that he was given in exchange for Yakmina into his mother's hands. Her face contorts into an expression of rage that had never before been witnessed on a human face and probably never will again. Beans! Three beans for a yak! Are you that witless? Are you truly that much of a yak sauce that you would trade our only yak for three measly beans? Me- Magic beans. Oh, here's what I think of your magic beans. Arthur's mother tosses the magic beans to the floor. As they land, one bean tumbles onto Murica's soil. As everyone knows, chicken feces is the most potent fertilizer for magic beans. The ground begins to shake and rumble. (sighs) Oh, that beef wellington is not sitting well. Beef wellington? I thought we were starving and poor. Where did you get Beef Wellington? Um, I, I, I meant Dirt Wellington. Um, I'm not selling my body to culinary chefs for food. That's, that's just crazy. Oh, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Suddenly, the singular fertilized bean erupts in all directions as it transforms into a mighty beanstalk. A stray branch hits Arthur's mother and lifts her into the air. <laughs> as the beanstalk thrusts towards the sky, the top is lost behind the clouds. All at once, an enormous booming sound breaks through the chaos, followed by a girly shriek and a drumph, drumph sound as something enormous and orange begins to descend from above, crashing into each branch of the beanstalk as it tumbles from above. Ow, ow, um, this, this huge beanstalk has impaled my amazingly healthy body. It appears that the beanstalk has impaled a large, giant drumph. Ow. He descends slowly and painfully down Ow. the beanstalk. Uh. The giant drumph's tiny hands are unable to uh. grasp the beanstalk stalk, and stop his descent uh. as they cannot hold his enormous weight. Ow. Despite the enormity of my hands, I simply cannot stop myself from sliding painfully down this huge beanstalk. It's bigly, as is the pain. Ow, this is a witch hunt. (laughs) Mother! Oh no, my mother is dead! I'm not dead, but I am stuck very high in this beanstalk! What to do now that mother is dead? I'm not dead! Ow. I guess that I shall gather up my sword and my two remaining beans. I guess they truly are magical beans after all. It's a shame about Mother. Not dead! Yes, she is dead. Nope! I can almost hear her now, telling me to venture out on my own to seek my kingdom. I never said that! So Arthur ventures forth to earn his kingdom and find the Lady Guinevere. As he leaves his home, his dead mother... Not dead! The beanstalk and the falling giant drumph behind him. Ow! Still falling. So much pain. Look out, little chicken. I'm descending upon you, like in a totally unwanted fashion. I will crush everything good about you. Run, Merica! The drunk is upon you! As the giant drum's slow, annoying fall draws near, Murica has no chance. It's as if a large shadow has consumed Murica. Oh, bollocks! Murica is doomed! 
As this chapter comes to a close, so does Murica's demise. <laughs> Trump crushes Murica, and Murica will never be the same. Oh, dear Lord! Murica is in an awful state! She's no longer united! The pieces of Murica are everywhere! <laughs> Join us next time as Arthur ventures forth on his quest and meets his first obstacle. Alstwell coming to grips with his dead mother. I'm not bloody dead! I'm just a poor peasant, I'm dirty and sick. Some naked lady gave me a sword and said I was destined to be Britain's lord. Arthur, woe, Arthur, woe. I had a vision of somebody last. My thoughts were quite moving and possibly crass. Someday I might find her and make her my wife. I must do adventure with my giant knife. Oh.